Hi, I'm Jay John. Welcome to my podcast. Happy Father's Day. I'm going to be speaking about how we can father our children in the same way that our Heavenly Father fathers us. Happy Father's Day. The father of three children won a toy at a raffle. He asked his children which of them should have the present. Who is the most obedient? Who never talks back to mum? Who does everything she says? Three voices answered. Okay, Dad, you get the toy. One of the most important things a father can do for his children is to love their mother. Being a good father is like shaving. No matter how good you shaved today, you have to do it again tomorrow. By the time we get the hang of parenting, our children have left home. Human fatherhood should be molded and modelled on the pattern of the fatherhood of God. God has set us a pattern for fatherhood in four areas. Commitment, compassion, care and cost. First, commitment. We were created by God to be his children and to have a relationship with him, but we rebelled against him. That is the story of Adam and Eve in Genesis. But what emerges immediately is that God intervenes. They are not abandoned. God promised to look after us. God's example of commitment to his children should be our example. As God has shown commitment, what is called covenant love in the Bible to you and me, to us, So we need to show commitment to our children. One of the social problems of our age is the absentee father syndrome. The absence of fathers is the biggest contributor to anti-social behaviour. We need to remind ourselves that fathering is a long-term contract and there's no get-out clause. We need to be committed fathers. We need to know this and our children also need to know this. God is the father who is always at home. If you do find yourself in a situation in which of necessity 
you are single, a single parent, God's grace can abound even more. And here there is a role for the church to step forward and fill the gap in giving support. One, commitment. Commitment leads to two, compassion. And in the Bible, we read in Psalm 103, one of my favorite Psalms, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. God understands the weaknesses of his children. And isn't that a good thing that God does understand? Jesus became one of us. And in the book of Hebrews, we read that this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. God's love means that he wants the best for us. I wish we could really believe that. We sometimes hear that, but we don't always believe it. We know it in our heads, but we don't always know it in our hearts. But it's a truth. God's love does not involve him simply accepting us as we are. He wants to heal us. He wants to change us. He wants to bring many sons and daughters to glory. I love that verse from Hebrews 2 verse 10. We need to be those who seek to love our children with a similar compassion. It is a compassion that is understanding, that longs for the best for them. It is that compassion that allows them both roots and wings. And I know as a parent, um, it's easy to say that, isn't it? It's easy to say, oh, we need to give our children roots and wings. And we like the roots, but we don't always like the wings. But we've got to give them both roots and wings. We've got to show our children commitment, but also compassion, because that's what our Heavenly Father shows us. Commitment, compassion, and thirdly, care. Our children don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. And we read in the book of Nahum, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. 
He cares for those who trust him. Isn't that a beautiful verse? The Lord is good and he cares for those who trust him. We really do need to know the goodness of God. And because of the goodness of God, we can trust him. God is the one who provides. And we read in Matthew chapter six, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? And then Jesus goes on and he says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are. Isn't that a beautiful analogy that Jesus gives us? You know, consider the birds, consider the sparrow. Your uh, God takes care of them. Well, surely he's going to take care of you. God is the one who protects. And again, we read in Psalm 18, I love you, Lord, you are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. Also, in 2 Thessalonians, we read, The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Such encouraging truths from God's word that we need to take hold of and not just memorize, but believe. And as we believe in them, it will give us uh, that confidence that we need um, in fathering our own children. God is the one who disciplines. And we read in the book of Proverbs, for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And also in the book of Revelation, we read, I correct and discipline everyone I love. I mean, that, that's God speaking. God corrects and disciplines us. The reason God corrects and disciplines us is because he loves us and because we love our children. There are times when we need to correct and discipline them. We need to adopt God's pattern 
in fathering. We are to provide. We are to protect. And we are to discipline when necessary. But we need to do that with love. We need to do that with patience. We need to do that with compassion. We need to do that with grace. We need to provide. We are to provide a social, psychological, spiritual framework in which our children can grow. We are to provide both comfort and challenge. We also need to educate. We should encourage our children to read, to think, to discuss. They should be challenged over what they see on the television and on the computer. We need to challenge those things. They should be made to evaluate. Because if we don't challenge them, then they're unchallenged through life and they will adopt certain practices that are unhealthy. And we, we, we need to keep an eye on what they are watching, what they are listening to and help them to distill what is good and what isn't what is harmful and what will hinder and what will help. We need to realise that the world has roses and thorns. And if we're honest, there's a lot of thorns around at the moment. And a key part of being a parent is spending time with our children. An awful lot of life is caught, not taught. And the Bible says in John chapter five. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Children spell love, T-I-M-E, time. Sometimes there's a discussion over whether we should give our children quality time or quantity time. And the answer is we need to give them quantity, quality time. One son said, the greatest gift I ever received was a gift I got one Christmas when my dad gave me a small box. Inside was a note saying, son, this year, I will give you 365 hours, an hour every day. It's yours. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. 
will play what you want to play. It will be your hour. My dad not only kept his promise, he said, but every year he renewed it. And it's the greatest gift I ever had in my life. I am the result of his time. How beautiful is that? When I first heard that story, I, I, I wished I thought of that uh, when my children were much younger. Um, and maybe not necessarily an hour a day, but, but working out the best way of offering them seven hours a week, you know, whether that's um, over a weekend or something. But I like that principle. We're encouraged to protect our children. And we read in the Bible, he will cover you with his wings. You will be safe in his care. His faithfulness will protect and defend you. The world is a battleground, not a playground. We need to protect our children from others, from the world, from evil and from themselves. To discipline. Discipline is pointing out to our children that there is a right path and there is a wrong path and encouraging them to choose the right path. Discipline is about giving children foundations on which they can build. And in doing this, we are carrying out the great biblical commandments of teaching children God's truth. And in Deuteronomy, we read, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. What an encouragement to talk about biblical values, biblical principles uh, to our families and to our children. And again, we read in Proverbs, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. Commitment, compassion, care, and fourthly, cost. What's the definition of a father? A father carries photographs where his money used to be. There is a cost in parenting. It's easy to see that 
in financial terms. Jesus came into the mess of human existence. He got his hands dirty. It is there on the cross. It is there where God in Jesus takes on himself our sin. God rescues and rears his children, but at a cost. Interestingly, the word compassion includes within it the word passion. That word comes from the Latin passio, which means I suffer. We talk about the passion of Christ. The parable of the prodigal is a lesson in parenting. We must be prepared to let our children go, but equally we must be prepared to welcome them back, whatever it cost us. And if your children are prodigals, keep your house open with hope. God has set us a pattern for fatherhood. Commitment, compassion, care, cost. That's what God does for us. And that's what we need to do for our children. And it all begins when we experience and know God as our father, who is tender and sympathetic. And we can all know God as our father because of what Jesus Christ did for us. I like the story where the former Archbishop of Milan told, and he said that many, many years ago, um, outside the cathedral in Milan, there were three teenagers. And one said to the other two, why don't one of us go into the cathedral to go into the confession box and to tell the priest a load of obscene things. And one of the two says, oh, I'll go. So he goes into the cathedral, he goes into the box and the priest says, what do you want to confess? And uh, he begins to tell him a lot of obscene things, but the priest is not shocked. He listens and he says at the end, what I'd like you to do is I want you to walk out of the cathedral walk down the steps, turn around, face the cathedral, look up high, and there you'll see a crucifix. And I want you to point to the crucifix and I want you to say, I don't care. So he ran out of the cathedral, bumped into his two friends. And his friend said, did you tell him? Did you tell him? Yeah, I told him. Well, what did he say? Well, he told me to do something. Well, what? He goes, well, I'll do it now. So he turns around, faces the cathedral, looks up, and there he sees the crucifix. And he points to the crucifix and he says, I 
And just at that moment, it dawned on him. What was he doing? What was Jesus doing on the cross? He knelt on the floor and he began to weep and repent. And he reached out to Jesus and asked for forgiveness. And he experienced his love and he experienced his compassion. He got up transformed. The Archbishop of Milan who told that story then went on and he said this, I know that that story is true because I was that young man. Many people have experienced the truth and the reality of that story. If you haven't yet experienced the love and the compassion, the forgiveness of Jesus, then pray this prayer with me now. Thank you, Jesus, that you sacrificed your life for me on the cross. I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me. I ask you to come into my life now and fill me with your presence, with your love, and help me to be the man I'm meant to be. Help me to be the woman I'm meant to be. Help me to be your child. Amen. A prayer for you, for everyone who's prayed that prayer. May they know the truth and the reality of the prayer that they have prayed. May they know your love, your compassion, and we pray for all of us on this Father's Day that you will help us to be the parents that you want us to be in the same way that you are to us. Give us the strength, the grace, the patience and the courage that we need to love and care and counsel our children. And we pray that in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Father's Day to you all. Blessings on you and mothers and to all your children. Amen. You've been listening to the J. John Podcast. To find out more about J. John's ministry, visit www.canonjjohn.com and follow him on social media.